Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me is my always awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself. And he has now recovered from his ear infection from a few days ago, which was a mother because he couldn't hear out of one ear. Yeah. Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. Yep. So, like I said, you know, you can't. It's kind of hard to participate in a podcast when you're only hearing half the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but when it, when an ear infection is so bad, it leaves you deaf in one ear. That's yep. not a time to be <laughs> doing anything else except for laying there feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Heating pad on the side of my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you feeling a lot better? I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, the swelling has gone down. Like my ear was like almost swelled shut. Ooh. And the swelling's actually gone down. It's still, my ear still feels like really full, but I can hear a little better out of it now. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, these, yes, folks, these things kind of happen, you know, when we start to get old, because Dwayne and I are both half a century old now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and yesterday, um, somebody, you know, somebody had a birthday besides my son. My son turned 13 yesterday. Uh, but I didn't know this until I saw somebody wish him a happy birthday, uh, Abyss. Oh, cool. Yes, turned, I did see that. Yeah. Yep. yep. He turned 50 I saw that yesterday. on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I found known that, you know, whenever my son and I actually met Abyss, um, was it last year or the year before? Mm-hmm. The, or the, the Hall of Fame is two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we'd actually known that, uh, I would have said, hey, you know, you know, you both share a birthday. But I right. sent the I sent the picture to my uh, family. I was like, "Hey, two of the people in this picture actually share a birthday today." <laughs> so, but so happy birthday to Abyss, and he's he's one of the people that have signed that belt back there. Awesome. Um, and I added a fourth signature. I mentioned that this past Monday. I actually did the show solo. It's not the same. I will tell you that <laughs> <laughs> because when I'm sort of talking, I'm like expecting, yeah, you know, something and cricket cricket i'm like oh you know so it's a little different because you can't be like me asking questions or you can't say something you know is gonna yeah you know, drive a conversation because it's just one person you know so um now i mean if i had multiple personalities it might work out hey might have worked out yeah. yeah but i have never been officially diagnosed with that so <laughs> <laughs> uh but either way welcome back glad to, we're always Thank glad you. to have Dwayne back and it's the first time uh he's been on the show now this would be three weeks actually i think so yeah uh because my wife had her foot surgery she's uh recovering um probably slower than what we would like but the doctor actually he he took the stitches out of her foot the other day and, oh that's good Yep. so she can put start putting a little weight on it at a time um you know for those of you who haven't been keeping up with this she had not just plantar fasciitis on one side of her foot. She also had a torn tendon on the other side. And that's mm. the, and so the plantar fasciitis, of course, the doc was telling us when he took the stitches, stitches out, he said, normally when they do that, when he takes stitches out for the, the plantar, when he does the surgery for the plantar fasciitis, yeah, that, um, he said he normally, <laughs> he, you know, he tries to have people work in the range of motion. Mm-hmm. you know try to step on it that day he said but with her having the other issue she couldn't right so now she's got scar tissue built up with the mm. other you know and so now she's having to work it and i had to rub her foot last night um because you know that's what good husbands do 
mm-hmm. we, we rub our wife's feet, especially when they've had surgery on them. Yeah. And, and she said she could actually feel, and it was making it feel a lot better, you know, but she could feel where that, those scars were, oh, they, wow. you know, like the scar tissue, um, you know, but I mean, she's, so, you know, she went back to work yesterday, only working half days right now. Cause it, it's, it's just wearing her out because after, Oh yeah. You know, it's amazing how just sitting in one spot or laying in one spot with the exception of getting up to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, can wear, yeah. it, it can wear you out. You know, yeah. um, plus, I mean, she's been in pain and having to take, um, you know, of course, painkillers that they prescribed and like ibuprofen and, mm-hmm. you know, other things. And she's, she's kind of laid off the, um, the Oxycontin or whatever. You know, that one, because I mean, it'll, it, it, she doesn't like how it makes her feel, makes her feel all sluggish and, you know, but, uh, but thankfully, you know, here soon, you know, uh, she'll be, well, it's going to take about a year for her to be totally back to normal. Right. Right. You know, but, uh, here and she won't be, still won't be able to drive for at least a month. Oh, yeah. So I'm driving her back and forth to work, um, which is kind of convenient because obviously I still don't have a job. Right. <laughs> so, they, I mean, it's it's amazing how things like that kind of worked out. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe I was meant to not be working right now. Yeah, you know. So, um, but for everybody who keeps asking, you found a job yet? Don't worry, I will let you know. <laughs> you know, I love that you found a job yet. Uh, no, have I told you I found a job yet? Yeah, have I told you about it? I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty um, sure I would have mentioned it if I had found one. Uh, yep, and oh, but now that we can finally discuss you know, the wrestling news and, um, and I discussed on Monday, everything. see, this is what kind of sucked about Dwayne not being there was because I had a whole lot of people I met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And including EC3 who signed that belt. And, uh, actually, I don't know if I sent you the first picture that was actually taken of us. Where and, he had the pick, where he had the belt upside down. Yeah, did I send that to you? Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he he was laughing about it too. He just kind of gave the look like, you know, when he lifted up, you know, right side up, and um, yeah. I, I mean, he like he did like that belt. Um, his belt, the official belt, the Canadian flag is actually the current Canadian flag. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, where mine is the flag that was the Canadian flag when the the belt was created. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he thought it was pretty cool. Now his belt was also uh, looked a lot newer. It was a lot shinier. <laughs> I'm like, this yeah. one's been through. This one's been through some stuff. Like last Halloween, when I was walking around, you know, with it getting rained on because it just happened to, you know, yeah, a little bit of moisture in the air that night, and you know, so I have to, I really have to watch it. And I'm like, oh, it's going to tear up the leather. It's like, oh, you know. So I was mm-hmm. making sure the signatures at the time it was only still only Tommy Rich and Dan Severn. Yeah. Um, Oh, had I gotten Dan Severn's? No, I had not gotten Dan Severn's signature yet. So it was still, oh, it was still just, just Wildfire Tommy, Tommy Rich. Just Wildfire Tommy Rich. Um, so in the past six months or so, I've added three different signatures to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so, um, but that's kind of cool. You know, watching crew go against DC three for the NWA world title was good stuff. Um, and crew, I mean, he was just so stoked about that. He was even telling me, and his mom okay. was, you know, his mom was there too. And yeah. he was talking about, you know, how he would, he had, in fact, she, she actually took the picture of me and crew. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but she, he was, 
telling her what a big deal it was. And she remembered like Dusty Rhodes, but she didn't remember all like all the other names oh, you know, okay. that he mentioned. So, oh, but anywho, um, yeah, so it was kind of fun meeting all the people. My son didn't go with me. He was staying at home. That's the longest I've left uh, my wife here at the house since she had the surgery. You know, mm-hmm. but he, but she was not alone. She, you know, he was actually right. here if she needed, you know, any food, anything like that. Um, but some of the people who were up there that at that particular um, fan fest, Tommy Rich was up there again. You know, I didn't meet him this time, but he, it, it was him and Austin Idol beside each other. You oh, know, yeah. and they were like, I'm like, well, that makes sense. I mean, they were, yeah. you know, associated with it, with each other for a very long time. Uh, Walkat, Chris Harris was there along with Big Mama. Um, I, then I felt bad. I was like, I didn't get a picture taken with either one of them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it, it seemed kind of weird because I'm like, okay, so I'm, you know, paying for other pictures with a lot of the other ones, which I don't know if, can you see that right mm-hmm. there? Yeah. yeah the, that's the, um, the Funkos with Teddy Biasi and Mike Rotunda, mm-hmm. you know, and they autographed him. I mean, they were selling it and he autographed it and he missed now Mike Rotunda misspelled Layton's name. But not the not the first time that's right. um, that's happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a really good time, which means that you need to get your butt up here. Yeah, and I do. You really do. I mean, because um, or they've got to have some kind of fan fest close to you, like maybe Nashville or maybe I'll have to look. Maybe Louisville. Okay. Yeah. Well, Louisville. You know what? If they have one in Louisville, I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, cause Louisville is about what? Three hours for you? Maybe four? Yeah, but probably about four. Okay. It's about two hours for me, roughly. So, um, yeah, we do that. We'll definitely meet there. Uh, they, I know they have them in Lexington. Um, I don't know how mm-hmm. far Lexington is for you, but, um, it's also about two hours for me, just in a yeah. different direction. <laughs> think about, I think probably another hour or so. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's not really a, it's wild. Kentucky, there's like, not like straight shots anywhere. No. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be hopping off at least one interstate and going to another one. Yeah. You know, at some point. Um, but, you know, I did, um, to Microtona and I did it kind of a lower voice. I mean, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I did give him our uh, condolences. Yeah. You know, so, um, and he, he, he did say thank you. Um, uh, and then I also saw Microtunda. Apparently, he likes his dip. And, you know, because I saw him, he kept spitting. I was like, oh, mm, okay. <laughs> he's got he's got a little something, <laughs> something in there. Uh, we went to high school in Kentucky. We know what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. um, and then the other one who actually had it sitting on the table beside him was um, <clears throat> uh, me. Oh, really? Yep. Even though both of them, it was inside the building where it said no tobacco use anywhere. Mike Rotunda, you know, I mean, he was just kind of spitting every once in a while. You know what he was doing. I don't think anybody's going to tell Ming, hey, man, you can't do that. Nah, nah. I mean, I wouldn't be like, hey, yeah, I mean, he may, they, you know, he may go grab the sign and eat it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, but he was actually, you know, pretty nice guy. I talked to the barbarian a little bit longer than Ming. Um, mm-hmm. just because Ming, he was signing some stuff for the person who was before me. And so when I was talking to Barbarian, I, and I mentioned to him that I saw him, uh, the first time I saw him was when he did a run in and attacked the assassin 
when the assassin had turned face for a bit mm-hmm. and you know so now he's against paul jones well the barbarian joined paul jones's army and he ran in and it was an enhancement match but i mean he attacked the assassin uh and they did the fly, uh, like three flying headbutts and david craig was mm-hmm. like who is that guy and you know <laughs> and i'm like well it looks like road warrior animal but smaller you mm-hmm. know jacked but smaller yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, but he was me. Ah, oh, he's a brother. I was so nervous before that, and, you know, because <laughs> and, and just super nice guy. Mm. Um, and then Ming, you know, saw the shirt. Of course, I man, I have to rep. You oh know? yeah. And he was like, he's like, oh, what is this armchair booking? I was like, oh, it's my podcast. Like, oh, everybody's got a podcast nowadays. <laughs> and um, now they did say neither one of them do podcasts. Um, right. You know, which was fine. The guard, neither one of the guard, you know, the Garvins both said they don't do podcasts. Uh, they just don't. I mean, not everybody, you know, not everybody is, does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and which is perfectly fine. Um, demolition don't do them because their lawyer told them, uh, they, their lawyer advised them not to. Mm-hmm. They didn't go into the details except for to say tired of people saying they said things when they didn't, you know, but he didn't. That was Bill Eady. He didn't go into details. Gotcha. Probably stuff probably got, of course, you know, we know how the media gets and stuff gets taken out of context. Yeah. I mean, and it could have been the, the, the fancy editing where they ask one question. Yep. But, but they don't show that answer. They ask it. Yeah. They use the answer from a different one. Yeah. Yep. Um, in Mick Foley's second book, he actually talked about that. mm -hmm. Um, and, because 2020, I think it was 2020. That's the only, you know, that's the first one that pops in my mind, but they did a, yeah. they did a series or a special time talk about like violence and wrestling because it was like when backyard wrestling and that was really starting to boom. Yeah. And of course, Mick Foley being you know, mm-hmm. the king of hardcore wrestling, he comes on the show and he's wearing like a Santa Claus, like sweater. You yeah. Know? And he said that they showed him a clip of like some kids, kids doing kid stuff. And he's like, Oh, mm-hmm. that, that looks like kids, you know, just out having fun. And then they showed a video and it was people doing like backyard wrestling. I mean, cutting mm-hmm. each other and everything else. And he said something again. He said, no, he said, I don't endorse that, whatever. Well, when they actually showed um, the, the interview, when they actually broadcast it, finally, they asked, they showed him just, they showed just the video of the kids cutting each other up. Mm-hmm. And then they showed him saying, Oh, that just looks like kids having fun. Oh, that's foul. And yeah. he, and he brought it up to Linda McMahon and he said, How can they get away with that? And she said, Mick, unfortunately, that is considered a, a, an acceptable form of journalism. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, and he was, pretty heated i don't blame him and i know linda mcmahon she's also pretty heated yeah um which i think her birthday was also yesterday by the way (laughs) yep i think she turned 75 wow and i don't know what the marital status is of her and vince we heard that they had been separated of last i saw last report that i saw they're still legally married but living separately but she gets half. She deserves oh, yeah. half. She helped yeah. build him build. I mean, she helped they, him build it. She's put up with all his crap over the years. So, I mean, and they were high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, just like Eddie Murphy said, 
if you build it up together, you deserve half. Yeah. And, and she, <laughs> she helped. She, yeah. She deserves half. Yeah. Yeah. So she may be half a billionaire, but you know, that's still a lot more than what I have. <laughs> no, right now I'm barely even a thousand air. <laughs> so, <laughs> I may see that. Yeah. See that comma. There's a comma. Yeah. yeah there's a comma there. <laughs> Just one. One number in front of it, but there's a comma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but before we get started, I do want to tell our good friend Justin from the TNC Sports Talk. Yeah. I want to tell him congratulations. Congratulations. He, yep. His fiance had a a little boy of uh, uh, two days ago, and they just went in Monday for normal appointment. And the doctor was like, "We're going to induce you now." <laughs> you know, about sixteen days early. Yeah, you know, so sixteen oh, days wow. not a not a you know um not a big deal. So no, no. Um, you know, kind of like when thirteen years ago when my wife, you know, she had a, an appointment in the morning, and the doctor called her and said, "Um, your appointment's not until like noon, but I want you to go ahead and come in now and um bring an overnight bag." <laughs> you know, so call me at work, and I hear across the loudspeaker, "Sir Barbara, is a phone call on the ops floor." Went up there, and she's like, "Um." Dr. Snow wants me to come in order to bring an overnight bag. I'm like, all right, y'all, it's time. See y'all in a couple of weeks. Go. Yep. <laughs> gotta go. So, I'm on the way. <laughs> on the way. So, yeah, they had to induce my wife because she had severe preeclampsia. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so, but he didn't tell her that on the phone. He didn't tell her that until after yeah. because right. pre- preeclampsia, of course, is aggravated by stress. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so, uh, but that's what he went ahead and, you know, Leighton was um, a little early, not that much. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, congratulations to Justin. Um, you know, so we know he's not going to be sleeping for the next couple, well, months. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like here in about what, eight and a half, seven, eight months. Yep. Hope is 11 weeks and. No. Okay. I didn't know she was that far along. Four, 11 weeks and four days. Yep. Okay. So you got. 29, 28 and a half more weeks to go. Mm-hmm. So about seven months ish. Uh, yep. The est- the estimated due date is April twenty first. All right. So uh so everybody keep keep on the lookout for Dwayland Baby Watch. Yeah. <laughs> we we did uh genetic testing yesterday. So we should get the results from that uh, within a week, and we'll know the uh, we'll know the baby's gender by then. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I still vote that if it's a boy, I'm kind of partial to the name Steve, you know, <laughs> but you know, you may have another name that takes priority, which <laughs> I understand that because you know we had the same name with our kids, you know, so. Right. Um, <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, once again, Justin, congratulations. And obviously, Joyland, congratulations. You thank know, you, um, you. you know, I'm going to be a dad again. Um, I can no longer have kids. My wife can no longer have kids. Right. You know, we had surgeries. Uh, I, in fact, I was one first one to have, uh, surgery, um, when my son was about six months old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, my wife had issues. I'm the one who got fixed. I, I, right. Hey. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. But um, in other news, this is related to wrestling. This is, and even though we're talking about two NFL players, 
uh, this week. Um, we lost NFL. Uh, I want to say, I think it's, I don't know if he's in Hall of Fame or not. If he's not, he should be. But um, NFL former tight end Russ Francis. And he passed away in a plane crash a couple of days ago. Um, when he was piloting, he was actually a, a pilot. Oh, wow. And, and um, Dick Buckus died earlier today. I mm-hmm. also was died in his sleep. He was 80 years old. Russ Francis was 70 years old. Yeah. And they both participated in the Battle Royal in WrestleMania too. Russ Francis was actually in the ring. Dick Buckus was one of the special referees. Um, by the way, Russ Francis, he was a wrestler anyway. He wrestled part-time oh, okay. in the offseason. I didn't um, know that. Yep. Um, at one point, he and, I, and his brother uh, were the NWA Hawaii Tag Team Champions. Hmm. Yeah, so, uh, but I remember I knew he wrestled years um, and years ago, even before that battle royal, because I remember talking to my dentist about it, uh, because my dentist was named Bob Horton. And, <laughs> you know, so I say, oh, kind of like Bob Horton, and he had no idea who it was, but. Um, <laughs> but I actually mentioned, you know, I thought, oh yeah, there's the football player, you know, tight end Russ Francis. He he's like, Russ Francis wrestles. It's amazing the conversations I remember from like 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the world we lost both of them this week. I don't. I mean, I don't even know if WWE. They might mention it. You never know. They might. They might mention it tomorrow on uh, on SmackDown. Yep. Uh, SmackDown going to be moving back to USA. Mm-hmm. So, does that mean Raw is going to stay on USA? Um, no. From what I saw, SmackDown is going back to USA. But Raw and NXT won't be on USA. They're getting shopped around. Probably because USA is spending so much money. I think it's a... I forget the time frame. I think it's five years, but I think it's a $3 billion television rights deal for SmackDown to be back on USA. Um, Fox, you know, didn't try to keep SmackDown because they didn't want to pay that asking price that WWE was wanting. Um, So now Raw and SmackDown and Raw and NXT potentially could be moving from USA and there's several like um, Amazon is interested in it because they they would love to put that on Prime Video and get more subscribers there Um, trying to think who else was now would it be live on Prime Video uh, I don't know if it would be live or if it would be similar to Hulu where you get the, you know, you get to watch it the next day after it airs. I'm not sure how that would work with Prime Video. Um, I think Peacock, of course, you know, there was some interest through Peacock itself. And, but I don't know how that would work tied in with NBC Universal. So, but I don't know. And uh, something cool, though, I did find out is that there is a, an extremely good chance that AEW programming will be shown on Max because that is owned by Warner Brothers Discovery, which uh, owns 
That's TNT right. and TBS. Yeah, because it was yep. like HBO, Time Warner, all that. I didn't even think about yep. that. Um, yeah, because they had it was HBO Max, and then uh, Warner Brothers, which owned the, you know HBO and all that stuff. You know, and they did the merger with uh, Discovery, and so now they're called Warner Brothers Discovery, and they are very pleased with AEW's uh, ratings. Even though everybody's like, "Oh, their ratings are terrible," and uh, Warner no. Brothers has got to be upset about it. Warner Brothers is perfectly fine with their ratings. They're still, and they're like, "Well, they're not WWE ratings for a four-year-old company." Barely four years as of a few days ago. Yep. You know, and half they, of their and half of their existence, they had to play to empty arenas. Exactly, half their existence, they you know. They played to no fans and they've been able to have ratings, you know, you know, close to a million per episode. They still, they still sold out Wembley. Yep. Uh, You know, it's like people just want them. It's that tribalism that gets on my nerves because it's like, just stop. If you don't like AEW, just don't watch it. But why would you want it to fail? And then all of these people are out of a job. Exactly. And I, I, I never want it to go back to how it was in 2001, where it was just WWE and nobody else. That's not interesting to me for their own oh. to only be one major wrestling company. That's why I still think, you know, if we could get some way of bringing a semblance of the territory days back mm-hmm. because it gives everybody <clears throat> places and to that's go. The thing. I feel like the Indies are doing that. I know we've said that several times on the show, but I feel like that's what the Indies are to this generation of wrestling, to this era of pro wrestling. The Indies are the territories. The problem is you've got WWE is still trying to gobble up everything mm-hmm. because you know, for them to be like, oh, we're, we're not afraid of anybody, but let's let's gobble up the British wrestling scene when it got hot, and let's try to go to Japan and do an NXT Japan over there, and that didn't work because New Japan and All Japan were like, no, no, <laughs> you're not coming in and gobbling us up like you did everybody else. No, that's not working. We don't need you. That's basically what they told them is they didn't need them. I'm kind of wondering now with OVW all of a sudden being probably the hottest indie. I mean, they're, they're, they were already kind of the biggest indie company in uh, at least the United States as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was because their former affiliation with WWE. Yeah. Um, and now Al Snow, of course, he's been running it for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, have you, had a chance to catch wrestlers yet i have not it is on my list but i haven't had a chance to catch it yet you definitely got to watch it uh apparently now they're talking about like a second season um, i saw a headline of that on twitter earlier that um a second season was being considered because of how popular this one was and al snow retweet retweeted reposted my whatever you want to call it on twix uh, but he actually, I'll just say it, he retweeted something I mm-hmm. uh, said, I tagged, I said, yeah, you definitely get to go watch wrestlers. And he retweeted, I said, thank you. You know, so, <laughs> uh, of course, Al Snow, 
got to give a shout out to our boys at the at the Dad World Order podcast. They had yep. Al Snow on their show, um, and it was uh, it was not a real long interview because Al Snow is very very busy. Yeah, he's a busy man. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a busy man. Uh, but I mean, I thought it went really well. Um, I was I had a couple of questions that I put in the comments, and they actually read them out. Uh, because if you if you never had a chance to watch the DWO's uh, podcast on YouTube, definitely go check it out. And if you can catch it live, even better. Um, yeah. You know, so I mean, because you can actually interact with you know with the the guys, um, you know, whether it be Mike, Eric, or um, wrestling T-shirt guy. That's what we're gonna call him because mm-hmm. he's he's got a record going like how many days in a row like wearing a different wrestling, wrestling T-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, you know, Cephas, but he's got that going on now. Uh, and I've actually met all, all three of them personally, obviously. And, um, you know, just great guys. They have a great show. And for them to get Al Snow, I mean, that was some, that's some pretty yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. And, that was a good, yeah, that was a big get. Yeah. And, you know, but they, they did a, a really good show. And, uh, and they, anytime somebody will post them to come with like a question, they try to make sure they get everybody's in there. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've, um, yeah, definitely a great podcast. Also, of course, we got to say, go check out Ted the Hillbilly Hill, yep. uh, the Podfather, and uh, Ted's just an awesome dude. And, and he's always, you know, he's always given Dwayne and myself good feedback. I mean, he'll text, he'll text us directly. Yeah, you know, tell us congratulations. Of course, you know, he told Dwayne congratulations, you know, on being a dad again, and. You know, he's actually texted me a couple of things and just asked, you know, how's the wife doing and things mm-hmm. like that. So just a, just a super, just awesome guy. Um, and he runs one of the best podcasts there is. I mean, he, Ted oh, yeah. really, he really was the, the glue that kind of brought everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, also our boy BC Hunter with wrestling with the truth, wrestling with the war, wrestling with the eighties. Um, he's another old school guy, uh, who does a great job and he gives us shout outs because, um, that's what we do. We all support each other. And yep. go go check out his podcast. You know, you know, when I say old school, I mean he goes like back to the stuff that makes Dwayne and I feel like we're kids again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you know, and we have a great appreciation for all the same things. Just love listening to BC's show. Um, also, finish your wrestling. Definitely got to give those guys. Yeah, you know, a lot of love um, because they they had Dwayne and I uh, two weeks in a row. Well, okay, they had me two weeks in a row. The first one, I mean, um, you were making them dollar dollar bills. Yeah, you know, yep. and uh, when somebody's making dollar dollar bills, you can't expect them just to stop because all they do is say, "Look, dollar dollar bills <laughs> done." You know, <laughs> but the very next week, you know, you were able to come on, and then I ended up joining late, and then <laughs> I had to leave. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, always love talking to those guys. I mean, they a great analytical minds. I said it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't mind saying it again. I mean, just uh, great analytical minds. I mean, they come from a um, some of the 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 ideas that they come up with. I'm like, hmm, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, but love being on the show. And in fact, when my wife had her surgery, uh, they actually reached out to me directly and just asked how she was doing and. You know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, they so. reached out to me directly uh, a couple of days ago. Asked me about, you know, I heard I had an ear infection and hope, you know, hope I got the feeling better. Oh, and see that, and that's the kind of guys they are. So mm-hmm. go check them out because they, 
um, if anybody, if we know enough people are just great people all around, we're going to endorse them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that, and that's even beyond podcasts. But go definitely go check out their podcast though, because um, we just we're gonna we're gonna be back on theirs again. We know they're gonna be back on ours again. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and I know I'm missing some people. You know, um, of course, Justin got to always got to mention him again, but he's busy having a baby, so he may not be. <laughs> he may not be putting yeah. it up for a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, non wrestling, true crime cast, bless their hearts, mixtape, um, the Nerdcast Empire, which is that they've only had ten episodes so far, but they're they seem to be pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and we they've already said we're gonna we're gonna try to figure out some kind of collaboration because mm-hmm. they, you know, they have the same kind of barrier sometimes that we do, where hey, you have jobs, you have life. Yeah. Sometimes it just gets in the way and yeah, you know, um, cause there've been times that we've tried to have somebody scheduled to be on the show and then all of a sudden we couldn't do it or all of a sudden they couldn't do they it. They couldn't and, do it. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, so whenever we've had it, we've had, I, I can't remember who it was now, but it was like, and every, we tried to set it up for like a month and we finally were able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I know Jamie and John from true crime cast that when we, we had to reschedule like three times before. Yeah. And then the last time, all of a sudden, you had a family emergency pop up last second. Yeah, it was like last second, couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And you said, "Go ahead." I'm like, "All right." And because I mean, we just it, it, if yeah. we had to reschedule again, it may have been hard. We don't know, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we love supporting other podcasters, um, and because it is a great big family. We said it before, and I know we, we kind of sound like a broken record when we say that, but I mean it. If you get into it, you really understand what I'm saying. Everybody's mm-hmm. helping each other out, giving advice, you know, giving good feedback, constructive feedback. Um, actually, you know, I'll give a, sh- a shout out to my, you know, our friend Randy, Rescue Randy. He's always giving me yep. good, good constructive feedback, um, and ideas. Always got to say Kyle has always given us good ideas. Kyle's been on the show and that's former co-host Kyle, but, mm-hmm. um, but he's always, um, giving us good ideas and Kyle's, uh, you want to talk about a beast when it comes to weightlifting? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! Um, he he sent me a video of him doing a bench, and I had never saw. I have to maybe I could forward it to you, but he has spotters, and the the type of weight that Kyle's putting up, you have to have spotters. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. be extremely dangerous to do it without a spotter. Yeah. Um, but they had a board like some two by fours that were kind of nailed together, you know, and they had it like sitting on his chest when the bar mm-hmm. came down. So the bar didn't come down all the way, you know, and then he was pushing back up again and the amount of weight that was on there, I'm just looking at all these plates on there going, is that like every plate in the gym? You know, <laughs> I mean, I was like, uh, so when you say, you know, Kyle can put up some weight. I mean, I, I that is not an exaggeration. You know, because I mean, he's putting up the kind of numbers that you go, that's not human. That is, uh, yeah. I mean, so, um, but, but yeah, that's our friend, you know, Kyle. He's been very supportive of us and, um, and he's given us ideas and, you know, he's had questions for us. And, um, you know, so we always encourage people also, if you have questions, send them to us, mm-hmm. armchair booking podcast at gmail.com or hit, Hit us up on socials on Facebook. If you if you are friends with us outside of the podcast, um, 
if you are on our personal Facebook, which I know a lot of people are, hit us up through that. You know, send yeah. us a, a message. Same thing on on Twix. Um, now, now I do separate my personal Twitter. I really don't do a lot. <laughs> I don't do a lot with my personal <laughs> Twitter anyway. Um, but the other uh, the, the podcast Twitter is you know at Booking Armchair. Uh, you can also hit up Joylan at the Rockstar seventy three. Yep. Hit us up. Give us some ideas, you know, because Wayne also has his podcast, The Intellectual Rockstar. Um, but something about having an ear infection and a pregnant wife, it's kind of hard to record. Yeah, it's been kind of <laughs> hard to record. I've got, um, I've actually got a, you know, I was doing the series about Batman villains. And one of my favorite storylines that have come out with a bunch of different Batman villains is the Dark Multiverse which is where there's all these different evil versions of Batman. You've got Mm. one that's the flash. You got one that's green lantern. Of course you got the Batman who laughs, which is Batman and the Joker combined. Um, you've got one that's, um, a version of Aquaman. There's several. So I think I'm going to discuss those when I do get time to record. Uh, my son has been really getting into Batman lately, mm-hmm. like even more than what he was before. And there was something he was wanting me to. Oh, actually, this has nothing to do with Batman necessarily. For his birthday yesterday, my wife had gotten him a G.I. Joe figure. And she mm-hmm. took one look at it. And she's like, oh, my God, this figure looks like Dwaylon. And, <laughs> and she showed it to me. Uh-huh. And it does. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you know what? It really does. Um, speaking of Batman, I actually got him these not too long ago. Oh, cool. And then he just let them sit on the floor. So I brought them in the office and he hasn't noticed that they're going yet. <laughs> so, um, and I got these both at like a CVS pharmacy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it was, it was the only two they had left, you know, and they're both and they're, you know, of course, uh, looks like the classic from the sixties Batman and then, um, I, I don't know. You would know better than I would. Uh, that is the new fifty-two version. Okay, of Batman. It's uh, it was a storyline where DC tried to reboot everything, kind of refresh the whole universe, mm-hmm. and then it lasted a few years, and then didn't go like they planned. So then they rebooted everything again, and so yeah. And that's why we have multiverses. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> And you know it's wild. I think wrestling can also kind of have multiverses in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Well, at least it used to because the character you had in Mid Atlantic was not necessarily the same character you had when they went to WWF. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's even like that now. It's like Matt Cardona, for instance. The Matt, the Matt Cardona that you see on the Indies and was, you know, NWA World Heavyweight Champion, sure ain't Zack Ryder. No. So, you know, um, or back in the day when somebody was wrestling in different territories at the same time mm-hmm. and they would have different, you know, characters. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ric Flair, Ric Flair was a face in the Carolinas, but he was a heel everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes, you know, somebody would put on a mask in one place and not have a mask on another. And yeah. Oh, but. Speaking of people leaving WWE, and I don't know if this person is going to have um, any kind of character in him soon, because I think just by his actions, he may have burned some bridges without even, you know, <laughs> knowing about it. 
Matt Riddle. Uh, here's the thing. Talent-wise, talent-wise, Matt Riddle was good. Very good. He yep. he was better. Honestly, he was better. He was still better on the indies. I think it's because he was a the chains were off. He was allowed to be as good as he could possibly be on the independent scene. WWE, of course, you got to work that WWE style, and some people mm-hmm. can work. Some people can work around that and still have excellent matches. And some people, I feel like, get to a wall because it's like the style that they're capable of doing is not, you can't do it within that system. Right. And that's just how it is. Some people can, Seth Rollins, world-class professional wrestler before he ever got to WWE, he figured out a way to work around those restrictions the WWE places on their wrestlers, even though they claim they don't, they do. They have their particular style that they want you to wrestle. Seth Rollins figured out how to work around that. AJ Styles works around that. Of course, AJ Styles is amazing, and we've all seen what he was able to do everywhere else anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Matt Riddle hit that wall. I also think they played way too much into the stoner character. You know, it Bro. went from, yeah. And it went from just, cause that was his gimmick on the Indies. He was the original bro, but they didn't, he didn't lean into it that hard. It's like, you know, he was, he was more happy go lucky on the Indies, not the goofball stoner that they WWE turned him into. And then all the after he gets released, these reports are coming out about how he has heat backstage and was burning bridges to that. And, you know, he got suspended even before, you know, the release. He got uh, got suspended, had to go to rehab for six months. So they wrote him off TV and all this stuff. And uh, I think it just got to the point where there was just too, he had burned too many bridges, had been given too many chances, and they were just like, we're done. And the final straw was when he, and I'm not saying it, it didn't happen, but he accused, you know, his accusation was that he was sexually harassed at the airport by, you know, security. Is, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it didn't happen because, you know, I wasn't there. I never want to say, I never want to, you know, take that from a potential victim and and just automatically assumed all that didn't happen just because he's a wrestler doesn't mean he can't be sexually, you know, exactly sexually sexually harassed, sexually assaulted. It does, you know, that can happen to anybody. I think just, it was just another negative thing that WWE was like, well, we just did this merger with, you know, Endeavor Endeavor just bought us basically, and we need to look as squeaky clean as possible. And he's the red flag. When the incident that happened in the airport, he was apparently extremely drunk and extremely belligerent. Yep, I, and... I've seen that. I've seen that too. Which I mean, sadly, doesn't help his case any. 
if yeah. if if he was you know sexually assaulted, I feel terrible for him, and especially because people are going to be like, well, he was drunk and belligerent, so you know he's probably making it up anyway, and it just it will invalidate what actually happened because exactly. uh, because people are going to focus on his his intoxication instead of finding out the facts of what actually happened. And we don't want to speculate one way or the other, no. you know, because we weren't, like you said, we weren't there. Um, I can read all the headlines all day long that I want yeah. to, but we weren't there uh, until he actually comes out and said, and I don't know if he has actually said, okay, I apologize. It didn't actually happen. Uh, from what I've seen, he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't said that it didn't happen. He hasn't come out and, you know, retracted his statement or anything like that. Right. So, uh, but I do hope he can land somewhere because he is extremely talented. Um, you know, even if he goes back to MMA because he's a legit MMA fighter. It won't be with UFC because nope. uh, Dana White has said he burned that bridge. Um. Probably because he failed several tests for marijuana, because marijuana is not, you know, it is a banned substance in sports. I don't see how um, it's performance enhancing. I don't either. <laughs> I, I really I, don't. I don't see that either. <laughs> I, that's why I never understood why that one was, you know, banned in sports. It's not. You're it's, you're handicapping yourself. I don't see exactly. <laughs> but can't find your way to that, the arena. You forgot how to get there. That's yeah. not enhancing. Yeah, Dana White doesn't like him. He's burned a lot of bridges with UFC. Plus, now that UFC is under Endeavor, you know, Endeavor, he got released from WWE. They ain't letting him go to UFC. So, <laughs> Impact. That's yeah. the only one I can think of. He could go to Impact. He could go to Japan. He could go to Bellator. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know, I do know he's got, you know, I have seen reports, he's had personal issues going on and stuff. I just hope he's able to get everything straightened out yep. because I've seen him like on in Major League Wrestling. I saw a match with him and uh, Shane Strickland, who was in WWE. He was uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and in AEW, he Swerve Strickland. They were, there was a, the world title was vacant in Major League Wrestling. They were in the finals of a tournament. Excellent match. Matt Riddle came out, you know, he's high-fiving the fans. He trades his baseball cap with, with a fan. He jumps That's in cool. the ring, all that stuff. Bell rang, serious as a heart attack. Got right down the business. And I think when he first got to WWE, course that was under triple h's nxt they did that he was happy go lucky and everything and you know was right there with the fans and then bell rang and he was the striker you know he was going for the knockout he gets to the main roster and they turn him into the big goofball and it's like that's only going there's a ceiling for that type of character that's why nobody when he wrestled roman reigns for the universal title Nobody, there was not a soul. I can guarantee there was not a soul who thought, oh, Matt Riddle's winning the world title. No, he's not. Mm -hmm. 
because people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand, oh, so-and-so should have got the world title, so-and-so. If everything went by talent, half of the world champions in all of professional wrestling would have never been world champion. If you went, if talent alone was, was the measure, but you've got to be able to be a face of the company that you're the champion of. There was no way WWE was going to make a stoner character, the face of their company. No, not they just weren't. Just, not even, just, even, even in the attitude era, I don't think they would have. Even in the attitude era, I mean, you had the, you know, you had the blue collar guy, you had the, you know, you had Austin, you had the rock, you had triple H, you had the undertaker, Mick Foley, but they didn't have Val Venus as the little face of the company. No, <laughs> no, know, that wouldn't. Yeah. that They didn't have the Godfather as the face of the company. Both very talented wrestlers, but character-wise, that's not who you put out front. Actually, Charles Wright, you know, the Godfather, they should have made him the Soul Taker again. I would have been happy with that. I'd have been happy with Papa Shango, because I love Papa Shango. I, I was being um, the Soul Taker before he went to WWF. Soul <clears throat> Taker, that was, that was my favorite Charles Wright character. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like they... And they do. It's not just Matt Riddle. He was just the latest in a long list of wrestlers who get saddled with a gimmick that there's a ceiling to. Yep. That they can never get through. Or a, a low ceiling. Or a I'm, very low. You, yeah. You know. I mean, honestly, you know, come think about it. I'm glad you actually said the ceiling part because it just now hit me. Every gimmick has a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Just some. Some, the ceiling's some are higher. just lower than others. Yeah, exactly. And Matt Riddle's, it was. I mean, they even leaned into it when he was teaming Randy Orton. They had the RK uh, four twenty shirt and all this stuff, and it's like being a stoner guy is low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. The bars real, the ceiling is real low for that character. Nobody's ever going to take him seriously as the world champion of the biggest wrestling company in the world. Yep. Um. And WWE, the way they they switch people around once they get to the main roster, it's like a lot of the teams you see in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You have a quarterback, you know, who's just tearing it up in college. Mm-hmm. They get to the NFL. All right, we're going to make you wide receiver. It's like exactly, it, yeah. I never understood it's that. Perfect analogy. It's like you saw what got them to the dance. I know I said this a, hundred, a million times. They'll see what gets them to the dance. They'll see what gets the you know. It's like, oh, look at that talent that, you know, and then they're interested because they see the talent, but then they get them there and it's like, oh, we know you're a talented, you know, technical wrestler, but I want you to be a brawler over here. And then they get beat up and it's like, well, why isn't this working? (laughs) Because they're a technical wrestler, not a brawler. Exactly. I mean, and you do have some who can do. A little bit of everything. Yeah, some they could do both. Like, but Steve Austin was a great technical wrestler. People don't people don't get that because Stone Cold was such and, a, a larger yes. than life character. But when he was coming through Texas, and, you know, he was stunning Steve Austin when he was in WCW. You know, he was going overseas to Japan. He was an amazing technical wrestler. He was he was still doing tech, some technical stuff when he first got to WWE, even as Stone Cold, but when the neck injury happened, 
he changed his style to more of the brawler because it was actually a safer style than mm-hmm. the technical stuff. Because the technical stuff, you can get tied up and hurt pretty bad. So, yep. but the brawling style gave him a lot more freedom to be able to still compete, have good matches, but protect himself at the same time. And, you know, speaking of Matt Riddle, the stoner, running back in the NFL who was just beyond talented. But most people don't don't recognize that because he was known more for, look, I like my weed, is Ricky, mm-hmm. Wh- Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams played for the Dolphins. Yep. 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 He was drafted first by the Saints because that's when Ditka traded every other draft pick he had just to get Ricky Williams. And I'm like, are yep. you trying to have another heart attack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And then he ended up going to the Dolphins. Going to the Dolphins. And, and he did suspended. decent. Yeah. He, he did decent the time but, that he, the times that he played because he was suspended more than he played because yes. he, he liked his weed. Failing, he liked his weed and kept failing the test. And like I said, it to me it's not performance enhancing. No, you know, but they did. They still but say, they "Look, it's it's banned." Yeah, they still say it's banned. So, I mean, you still got to follow the rules. So, hopefully, Riddle can you know, hopefully Riddle can bounce back, find somewhere. Honestly, I think Impact would be a good fit. It's mm-hmm. a smaller, you know, smaller company, smaller shows, you know, and there's more freedom to be yourself. There's more freedom to wrestle the way you're capable of wrestling. Yep. And I think that would benefit him a whole lot. Plus that terrible WWE schedule. Yeah. Um, Impact doesn't have that type of schedule and they're allowed to work other places. So he could still work for Impact, still be on TV, you know, so he's still getting that national exposure, but he could still work indies. He could still work in Japan and, you know, become that well-rounded pro wrestler again, because I feel like they took that from him once he got to the main roster. It was like, yep. occasionally they would let him have a great match. You know, they would kind of dial back on the Stoner's character so much, but then most of the time he was comic relief. And it's like, he's better than that. Regardless of what his, now his personal issues, he needs to get those in check, whatever they may be. But professionally, he deserved better than what they gave him. I mean, we know, look, you were a middle linebacker. We want you to play strong safety. Yeah, it's just, you can't take people out of what they're good at and just randomly, you know, Give them something else. You can't take a wrestler who's good at this. You know, Matt Matt Rill's a striker and a technical guy. You can't take you can't just take him out of that and be like, oh well, I need you to be this goofball comic relief character and not do any of the things that made you what you are. And good luck trying to get because actually his style would be perfect for Japan. Any of the Japanese companies. Good luck getting that though, because now he has the thing. Well, I mean, because he was intoxicated. Now I don't know. Uh-huh. He's he's pop positive on drug tests for weed. Has he ever been arrested though? 
Not that I'm aware of that he, uh, I don't think he's been arrested. It's not a, uh, it was never, it wasn't a Van Dam situation. Uh, it wasn't a Rob, it wasn't an RVD situation. I don't, I don't think he's been like arrested for possession. I think the issue is whenever he is drug tested, he fails. For he fails like all the time. Like, <laughs> and, constantly, like for, uh, probably every test he takes, he fails. Yeah. He just walks in there, you know, he's like, I'm failing anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and but um, Japan. I mean, their government when they're pretty strict about allowing people in mm-hmm. who have, yep. you know, if you've ever been charged with or have been convicted of it, good luck getting into Japan. Um, but what? I think well, Jeff guy, Hardy ain't going to Japan. Yeah, Jeff Hardy <laughs> not going to Japan anytime soon. Matt Hardy nope. is not going to Japan anytime soon because nope. we forget Matt was also he's also been popped for stuff too, but just not. Yeah, Matt's Matt's been popped for stuff, but just not to the extent of Jeff Matt. Matt had his demons. He had his dark, you know, his his dark few years. Like after he left WWE, he was in TNA, and it was it was pretty rough. The first time he was in TNA, it was pretty rough. But Matt Matt was able to turn that around and get himself together and stay clean. Jeff has not still not figured out how to stay clean. And. He- and that's a shame too, um, because I I like seeing them, you know, even if it was a rampage taping. And we know mm-hmm. their their best days are behind them. We know that. Oh you yeah, know, they know that. You know they. I mean they're they're a nostalgia act at this point, but I mean the fans still dig it. So yeah, um, I would love to be able to get them on the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of that for me, it's actually personal reasons. Just because, right, right. You know, just like if um. If we had somebody from Hopkinsville, oh, yeah. love to get them on. Or, Same reason, or even you know? like if we could, if we had Ricochet on the show. Yes, from, because he's from Paducah. He's I from live Paducah. in Paducah. <laughs> yep. Um, although he's being billed now as being from Vegas. Uh yeah, I saw that. It's like, oh, uh, it's like. Listen to his accent. His accent is Western Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I've never figured it out though, and we've probably talked about this before. It's like. Vince McMahon hates everything "quote unquote" Southern, unless it's from Texas. Because Texas is Texas. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the stars that came out of Texas that worked for that were big stars that worked for him, and they always got to keep the fact that they were from Tech. When Undertaker was, you know, biker taker. Houston, Texas. I say when he was biker taker. Every other time he was Death Valley. It was Death Valley. Yeah, but. <laughs> But when he was, you know, American Badass, he was from he was billed from Houston, Texas. Okay. You got Mark Mark Henry from Silsby, Shawn Michaels from San Antonio, uh, Steve Austin from Victoria. You know Booker, Booker T from Houston. Booker T from Houston. You know, it's like Texas is okay, but like Kentucky's not. And it's like you know, Texas is more Southern than Kentucky is. <laughs> but I mean, you know how the mindset is across Texas are like, we're from Texas. Don't we're say, from Texas. We're from yeah. Texas. Don't say we're from the West. Don't say we're from the South. Don't say we're from the Southwest. We're from Texas. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's some debate because all the people I met in the military are from Texas. Love the people, by the way. I mean, so it's like, um, it's like Texas it's, thinks that they're not a part of the U.S. They think they're an island unto themselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and don't ever tell somewhere, Texas, oh, Oklahoma, same thing. No, you, you know, 
Uh, yeah. That, that won't fly. I mean, of course, granted, you know, you say Kentucky and Tennessee, same thing. You know, they don't get as irate, but they go, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. North, North Carolina, South Carolina, no, it's not the same thing. You know, they're in the same family. No. But they're not. The only thing I ever say about Tennessee is that they're, they're, uh, most of their residents do not know how to drive. Uh, uh, you've never been to Ohio. Uh, i just leave it at that (laughs) so um but you know with vince mcmahon like i said him for some reason not liking southern wrestling even though vince was born and raised in north carolina vince mcmahon was actually born in pinehurst north carolina same place i was born same place the hardy boys shannon moore um you know, a few other ones were born and he grew up in Havelock. Yeah. You know, right near Cherry Point Marine Corps Air Station and didn't have a, a privileged life then because, well, his dad was not really around. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he grew up with some stepdads and he actually didn't know his birth name was McMahon until right. he was like a teenager. But I don't know. I mean, it must be some kind of psychological thing with him where he doesn't want to be thought of as being from the South, even though mm-hmm. he is definitely. And Linda McMahon is also, mm-hmm. you know, from the South. They met in church and then right. they both went to East Carolina University. And that that's Vince is a graduate of East Carolina. Mm-hmm. He, he's a pirate. Yeah. And, you know, like but, he, he, he picks and chooses, though, because you've got Bianca Belair. Who's still announced from? She's from Knoxville, Tennessee. Yep. That they, they still announce her from Knoxville, Tennessee. Cody Rhodes from Atlanta, Georgia. You know, it's like so. so some states are okay, and some some aren't. Or is it because he thinks nobody knows where Paducah is in Kentucky? So let's just because for a while they didn't even announce where it went from in NXT. They always said from Paducah, Kentucky, Wayne, blah, 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 Ricochet. He got to the main roster. First few months, they announced he was from Paducah, Kentucky. And then all of a sudden, it was just Ricochet. Didn't announce where he was from. Didn't announce his weight. Just hit his music. He did his entrance, came out. They just announced his name. And it's like, why take that from people? It's like, Especially a guy who grew up, you know, compared to a lot of these other people in wrestling, he grew up in a small town and has literally traveled the world. Mm -hmm. Ricochet has wrestled in Japan. He has some of the best light heavyweight matches in the history of Japanese wrestling with Will Ospreay. Their series of matches over there. A lot of the old heads don't like them because they said it's a lot of, you know, a lot of choreographed stuff and gymnastics and blah, 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 blah. All wrestling's choreographed one way or another. What do you think calling spots is? (laughs) You're choreographing on the fly is all you're doing with calling spots. Um, And Paducah, I would say what, population probably about 25,000, 30,000-ish. Probably. You know, uh, and so it's actually grown from the time that we lived in Hopkinsville, which yeah. Hopkinsville has been about 30,000 now for like the past 35 I, years. I looked, I actually looked it up the other day because I was talking to a guy at uh, the dealership where we're set up for the food truck. 
because uh, he was a tra- he's a traveling car salesman. Okay. He was at the dealership that we're working at. He had come from Hopkinsville the week prior from uh, working at a dealership there. And he asked, and I told him I'm from there. And we got to talking. So I looked up the population. Uh, I think Hopkinsville's at 41,000. It's the last, the last census was 41 or 42,000. And Paducah is like, I think just a little over 30,000. Okay. So they had, they have both grown then. Yeah, they've both grown, but it's like, if it was me, I would, I would insist on being (laughs) announced from my hometown. I mean, and just like the Hardy Boys from Cameron, North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. Cameron, North Carolina is, last I checked, it was like 500 people. Yeah. I mean, Hardcore it, Holly is from Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. And they always announced it. Yeah. I mean, now, granted, Mobile is a, yeah. you know. Um, of course, of course, Bob Holly probably said, I'll split your head open if you don't say where yeah. I'm from. <laughs> and, and I imagine, I mean, now, the Hardy Boys probably didn't say, I'll split your head open. I can yeah. see Bob Holly saying it. Uh, I'm but, telling you, he but, probably he probably told Vince it's not going to go good for you if you don't say where I'm from. And you know, you've seen the kind of stuff Bob Holly will do to somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, you know, some dude got a ticket in his rental car. Yep. And he beat the dude up in the ring. Oh, I yeah. can't remember who it was, uh, but another te- Eddie Guerrero, <clears throat> Eddie Guerrero, El Paso, Texas. Yep. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Um, yeah, because the Guerreros, I mean, they were like right there. They were really mm-hmm. on both sides of the border there. Yep. Um, legends. <clears throat> there. Excuse me. Um, and now I'm trying to think of everybody from Texas. <laughs> so, uh, of course, I mean, the Von Erics. I mean, they were Dallas. Um, Gray, Gray Wyndham from Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Yep. But, <clears throat> but yeah, um, but yeah, the Hardy boys being from Cameron, they were, they've always been announced as being from Cameron, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they insisted on that. And I'm very oh, glad I'm sure. about that. They could have easily, somebody could have said, well, we'll just, we'll just say they're from Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Okay. How about Sanford? You know, Sanford's, yeah. you know, it's a little bit bigger. It's like, like 10,000 people. To me, when I lived in North Carolina, there, Sanford was like this big city. Now I'm going, really? I thought that was a big city. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> then I moved to Hopkinsville and I thought Hopkinsville was just this huge, huge place. Yeah. Area-wise, Hopkinsville is still a huge... Oh, yeah. 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 And most people, if you've ever driven to Hopkinsville, Kentucky, if you've ever been there, you realize what we're talking about. It is spread out so far. Yeah, the land mass is huge. You know, actual, you know, people population may be small, but the it like, like Steve said, it is spread out. It is a lot bigger than you think. Yep. Uh, my wife, the first time she ever went to Hopkinsville, this is right after we got married. She could not believe how spread out, mm-hmm. you know, the town was. Um, <clears throat> but, but anyway, um, so I'm trying to think what everything else has been going on in wrestling. We saw Edge is now in a well, Adam Copeland mm-hmm. is now in AEW, and you know you're talking about, of course, the 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 ratings are still high on TV. Their live attendance, and I think this also happened, it's been happening in WWE. Mm-hmm. The live attendance has been abysmal. Oh, yeah. The live attendance has been terrible, except for the pay per views. Their pay per views have still been a sellout. I think it's just, especially with AEW, they've put out, and I'll give them credit, they've put out excellent shows. Mm-hmm. You know, they have been the Ring of the last Ring of Honor pay per view, 
where um, Athena and Willow Nightingale main evented uh, match of the year candidate. It was I finally got to watch it. It was amazing. Uh, it was for me. It was right up there with uh, Bianca and Sasha from WrestleMania. It was that good. Oh, um, and then like the last three pay per views that they've had, all in, all out. West Wrestle Dream have all been extremely successful. Pay per views, you know, quality wise, have been you know seen nothing but positive reviews about them but I think people are just wore out and also people are people are broke you know that, you know, that the, was my, <laughs> yeah the, you know, I think that's another people are broke I mean you know everything costs a fortune nowadays it's like it costs just as much to it's actually getting to where it's cheaper to eat out than it is to cook at home because food prices are so high yeah uh Gas, I know here gas is about three dollars and thirty cents a gallon. We're about three fifty something. So not not uh, too in, far off, but in Illinois it's almost four dollars a gallon. Yeah. Um it's just you know money's tight and people have spent money on you know, you got either sixty bucks a pop for the pay per view or however much tickets are to these shows and it's after a while people are just like I can't do it I don't have the money to go I gotta I gotta recoup from all this other stuff that I've done plus you got fall break and people like to take little mini mm-hmm. vacations on fall break and then Thanksgiving's gonna be coming well if you got small kids you got Halloween coming then Thanksgiving and then and Christmas. Christmas and birthdays sprinkled in between it's just mm-hmm. The economy, you know, the economy will not. The the this economy is not going to allow live attendance to always be sellouts. It's just not. And um, I, I think yeah. just I think WWE just knows how. The thing is with AEW, they're still people don't still don't understand they're they're still an extremely young company, regardless of how successful they've been. They still haven't figured out the smoke and mirrors of how to make it look like it's full on TV, even though it's not. And the bad thing about social media is people love posting negative things about pro wrestling, especially if it's the company they don't like because they're too, instead of worried about the the talent and the match quality, they worry about the three letters of the company. And You've got so many people that want AEW to fail that they're quick to put online how you know low the attendance was. Oh well, this this arena is supposed to seat seventeen thousand people, but there was only five thousand people in attendance. Same thing has happened to WWE, and it's happened at Madison Square Garden. Yep. So which, which like, is the yeah. mecca of professional wrestling. Exactly. And WWE can't sell out the Garden, and they ain't sold out the Garden in years. And one of the things, um, like you were saying about the economy and people are broke, the fan fest that I just went to this past weekend. Now, mm-hmm. had I known about this beforehand, I might not have gone. Right. The every other fan fest I've been to, the normal normally the price for autograph or picture or combo, it was twenty, twenty, thirty. 
Mm-hmm. You know, 24 an autograph, 24 a picture, 30 if you want to do both. Right. This time it was 30, 30, 50. Oh. Yeah, it went up 50%. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, and don't get me wrong, I still paid some. Now I had to, like, really pick and choose. Right, right. Which ones. Uh, the first one I actually met was Magnum Chie because, mm-hmm. you know, 13-year-old me was just marking out. I even told him that. I right. said, 13 year old me is marking out right now, which by the way, hopefully we can get him on the podcast. Yeah. I need to get off my rear and actually message some of these people, by the way. I got so much stuff going on. I kind of forget. Yeah. It's like you get, yeah, life. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> life. I mean, you know, trying to take care of, you know, my wife who, who's like half mm-hmm. crippled right now. I mean, um, training her and my son. My daughter's actually here right now with us. Um, you know, she drove in today because, you know, his birthday being yesterday mm-hmm. and, you know, she came yeah. down, you know, she wasn't able to come down yesterday, but we're, uh, she has a dental appointment down here tomorrow. And then of course, Saturday, we're going to go, my in-laws have, have another birthday dinner. So she mm-hmm. can be there too. Right. But at the fan fest, all right, you see the shirt I'm wearing right here. I see it. Yep. You know, um, it says tribal war. Mm-hmm. This shirt, you know, and that's what I'll say, you know, when I, um, Six months ago, when I went and met Bill after, and I said he had the mm-hmm. best deal of the day. It was it was what twenty five dollars right. for the book, autograph, couple of autographs, and he gave a promo for the podcast. Yep, where he renamed it, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was Rikishi. Rikishi, you know, um, give me that. And if you can see on the back of the shirt, yep, I see it. Yep, yep. So it was thirty dollars for this shirt an autograph picture and to take my picture with him. Now that's awesome. That was a hell of a deal. That's, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this shirt that I got at the AEW show mm-hmm. was 40. Mm-hmm. Just for the shirt. Just for the shirt. Yep. That's not including the ticket price. Um, and I got like the cheap tickets. Uh, they were, like 24 piece and there was only three of us who went but 24 piece i mean they're that's not including of course the fees and then all the convenience mm-hmm. fee and everything else that you get hit with and so yep i'm like uh you know thankfully we got a little bit of extra right now i've been able to save put some away but i really don't feel like spending it all on a t-shirt which you know um <clears throat> at least wwe show i will say this at least wwe you always get a souvenir cup that says mm-hmm. you know like has their aw they did not have the souvenir cups Mm. Um, they also only had one souvenir like stand. Right. You know, um, now the cups, you know, when you got a drink, it, I got a Cincinnati Cyclones cup. Mm-hmm. So the Cyclones are the, um, the minor league. minor league hockey team, you know, so which by the way, Cincinnati loves their Cyclones. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and I, when, you know, and this could actually be a totally separate, you know, show. Uh, so I really don't want to go too much into it, but yeah, but when you're spending that much money, you know, at the fan fest, because I think a lot of people who were there at the fan fest were also sitting there with sticker shock, mm-hmm. um, going, how much? And yeah, but people will pay it. And here you can do this math in your head real quick. Um, Bret Hart was also there. Mm-hmm. No, I did not meet, meet Bret Hart. Uh, I wouldn't mind meeting Bret Hart, nothing against him, but. He was, of course, he was like the headliner for mm-hmm. the fan fest. He actually sat in the exact same spot Sting sat uh, six months okay. ago. Okay. Okay. You know, so he was up on this balcony at the uh, University of Ohio uh, Chillicothe campus. 
there in their gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And, and of course he's up in the upper level. The line wrapped around the entire gymnasium, you know, wow. inside. Yeah. $140 minimum. You know, that's like the cheapest price to do the stuff with him. And, you know, now some people doing like the VIP, they're paying like 500 bucks and, mm. you know, and I'm like, yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's either that or eat. And I, I, I need to eat. I'm a fat guy. I have to eat. Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> that's grocery money. That's, you know, uh, that's, uh, you know, it could be a, that could be a, a car payment. I mean, that's, yeah. It could be a car payment. That could be your electric bill, something, you mm-hmm. know. And so you got to think, though, there were had to been at, at any point, but I'll say at least 200 people mm-hmm. in the line. And if they all just paid $140, that man just made $28,000 mm-hmm. just sitting there. Yep. And that also means that we're in the wrong business. We need to start charging people to just. <laughs> I know. I need to <laughs> just know? sit in the balcony and charge people to come talk to me. It's like, yeah, come on. Um, but, you know, there was, there were some others there who were charged a little bit more, but I mean, most of them were, you know, 30, 30, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some I'm like, I want to tell them, yeah, you weren't that famous, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, yeah. And, I'll say this as much as what I love Tito Santana, a lot of respect for him. He's one of the ones that on the arguably on the list of those who should have held a world title at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to pay his price to get him on the podcast though. Cause I right. told you what the price was. I'm not going to say it on air, but I was like, are you kidding me? I almost crapped in my sock. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was like, whoo, um, another person. Larry Zabesco, I liked his price, and they try to reach out and get him on. Good. You know, um, Magnum never gave a price, but I'll have to message him and find out. Yeah. Um, there is somebody else, Ron Mathis. He's a guy. He was uh, part of the show. Um, they call him White Trash Ron Mathis. That's his name. I didn't make it up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what he goes by. I'm like, okay, and, you know, they, all right, that's what you, know, you do. You, if that's what you want to call yourself. Um, right. But he told Your me business. the business. Yeah, I mean. He's another one, like, looks can be deceiving because he's got, you know, like a look like he's just mean and fierce, mm-hmm. super nice, you know, thankfully, real nice guy, you know, um, so we may try to get him on um, and try to get crew on. He apologized because he had not seen my email, mm-hmm. you know, because I emailed, I was like, dude, I thought I was like, I sent you an email. He's like, what's my, my booking email? I was like, yeah. He's like, look, he's like, oh, you sure did, didn't you? <laughs> And he's like, <laughs> he's like, dude, he's like, I am so sorry. And if you, and if you know the man himself behind the character, crew, yeah. super awesome stand-up guy, you know? Um, so I know he was very sincere. He's like, yeah, just hit me up. We'll, we'll figure out something. Cause he does want to come mm-hmm. on the show because I mean, he's just, yeah. you know, super good guy, but I had my picture taken with him and I said, I better get it now before you start charging people because <laughs> I have yeah. a feeling crew is going to be oh, the yeah. one he's like right there. Um, yeah. Cause even when I was talking to, uh, big mama, Tasha, you know, um, Tasha Ruffin, um, about crew. And she even said, yeah, she's like, he is right there. She's mm-hmm. like, he's almost, she, and, and she's, you know, been there, done that. I mean, she's seen a lot. And of course her husband, Roger Ruffin, he's really seen a lot, by the way, mm-hmm. she brought a poster. Somebody actually took the picture of Roger when he was a referee 
at WrestleMania eight with Bret okay. Hart, Bret Hart and Roddy Piper in the Intercontinental Title match. Somebody blew it up, made a poster of it. She took it, and Bret Hart actually autographed it. Oh, cool! And he and he said, "I remember him. He was a really good referee." That's awesome. Yeah, you know, because Tasha, said, yeah, he's my husband. She's like, "What?" You know, because there's a little bit of an age difference between them. <laughs> but yeah, um, but she's like, "Yeah, you know, he's my husband." And she also uh, talked to Mark Henry because she said one time she was wrestling in Texas and she actually did an earthquake splash on somebody mm. and, and she saw Mark Henry and he was marking out about it. <laughs> and so, you know, she actually talked to him about that too, but, um, but yeah, the economics of being a wrestling fan anymore. And that's actually, you know what, that sounds like a good title we can do for a future. It does. We can do that. Definitely. Do yeah. That, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of the things that's definitely keeping people away from the arenas. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never seen an AEW show. Um, that's actually why I went, but there's been other times where WWE, AEW, other ones have been passing through and we're going, let me check the bank. Uh, the bank says no. Uh, they had uh, a couple of shows in Cape Girardeau last month that I really wanted to go to, but it's like, hmm, no, nah, I'm going to have to pass this year. Usually like the past couple of years, uh, me and Caden have gone. And while people want to complain about, you know, make fun of AEW, Cape Girardeau house shows weren't sellouts either. Right. So, you know, so, um, and I know I, I sent you pictures from the AEW show that, mm-hmm. I mean, this was, um, dynamite and then the rampage tapings. And I, I know I sent you a picture. I mean, I did not post this on social media cause I'm like, I'm right, not going right. to be that guy. Yeah. But I did send it to you going, dude, this is not good. I mean, cause oh, yeah. it was empty. Yeah. It, it was empty. You didn't see that on TV. Now yeah. I will say you saw me on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. not for very long, but I was on TV <laughs> <laughs> and you saw my wife's head, you know, you didn't see my son because he was sitting down sulking, you know, so he was behind somebody. But yeah, I was on TV for a split second. So you saw the armchair booking um, mm-hmm. T-shirt, uh, but yeah, it was still a good time, though. And that's what I think a lot of people forget about. Yeah. Go have a good time. Um, that's the thing. It's just have a good time. It's like it's there's really been. There hasn't been as good of a time to be a pro wrestling fan as, like, except for when we were kids and had the territories and could watch, yep. you know, had so many options of where you could watch wrestling. We've got that now, and people are too busy trying to, you know, be a mark for one particular company. And it's like, if you if that's what you like, that's fine. But don't dog somebody else because they like an alternative. And sometimes I want to tell the fans, you know, who are, like you said, a mark for a certain company. They have a loyalty to a certain company. You're still not part of their stories. You're not part of their stories. You're not making any of their money. That's the biggest thing. It's like you're not getting paid to be such a supporter of this company, to be just insanely supportive. They don't know who you are. So you're just, you're dropping the bucket as far as fans yep. go for them. It's like just, there was a guy at uh, an AEW show that held up a sign and it was extremely simple and to the point. He said, I watch both. Boom. That's all. That's it. That's all you got to do. And if yep. you don't want to watch both, then don't. And but I've seen people on social media. I mean, we have, you know, we have friends in common that have posted on social media 
talking about how a particular company, you know, isn't any good and didn't give them credit for doing anything. And it's like, if you like a particular company and that's what you prefer, that's fine. But let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. If you don't like this other particular company over here, then just don't watch it. But get, being negative about it on social media is not, it just makes you look bad. Mm-hmm. That make the company that make the company you don't like bad. Uh, I mean, and I'll say this before yeah, we do in a we we actually do have yeah. to go. Um, yeah. I saw something posted, and I'm and I know you saw it too, where somebody and I, I don't know if it was a wrestler who actually said this, or somebody else, or maybe a journalist who said, when wrestlers go from one company to another, their former coworkers, former teammates. Mm-hmm. congratulate them, wish them the best of luck, say, hey, I hope you do well, you know, hope to see you again down the road, maybe, you know, hope, you yeah. know, hey, I want you to do, I want you to do good. Yeah. And they said, I wish the fans would be the same way. Exactly. Because, and here's the hypocritical thing, though. These diehard tribalist WWE fans, whenever a WWE wrestler, whenever somebody I wouldn't even call him a WWE wrestler because nobody's a wrestler for one particular company. If somebody leaves WWE, goes to AEW, all of a sudden AEW can't function. They're just a home for former WWE men and women and blah, 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 blah. But then when an AEW wrestler leaves and goes to WWE, they're like, oh, well, they did the smart thing and they went to WWE and, you know, Cody came home and Jay Cargill made the smart move and went to the bigger, you know, the bigger pawn, so to speak, and all this. And it's like, either way, none of it involves you. So why are you putting all this energy into something that absolutely does not affect your life at all? Cody, he was up there level, level level-wise, but he was stagnant in AEW. Yeah. Jay Cargill, which, by the way, I I got to see Jay Cargill's last match in AEW live. Yes. I I just wanted to throw that in there. Didn't realize it at the time, but I know... And Jay some Cargo. people need to, you know, some people need a new environment mm-hmm. to get that spark again or to Jade Cargill is a star. Me and you have said that since the first time she walked on the screen. She is a star. She, her look, the presence. People want to talk about how, you know, that she wasn't good in the ring. Look, she had 60, 60 professional matches before she took a loss. She'd never wrestled before and improved every single week. Now you had Jade Cargill doing this, but everybody wants to talk about how green she was. There's no difference between Jade Cargill and what she's done and Bianca, Bianca Belair when she started because she had never wrestled before either. And she improved every single day in the ring, on the mic. That's going to be a match right there. Oh and my that's Lord. A, oh, that is, see, that's a money match. That is a WrestleMania money match. If they book that for WrestleMania, no one's going to care about potentially rock and Roman, which does not need to happen, but we'll get to that on another show. Um, <laughs> it's for me that the money match is just like when it was Bianca and Sasha, that was the money mm. match of that WrestleMania the money match of the next WrestleMania will be Jade versus Bianca. 
And you know, athleticism Jade, versus athlete versus athlete, power versus power. And you know, Jade, even though she was the um, what was it the TNT champion? Yeah. yeah. No, TBS. So, TBS champion. She was TBS champion, but she was still kind of there was really nowhere. She was already at the top. There was nowhere for her to go. But yeah. and she had plateaued because they they made her the face of the TBS championship. And, you know, she wrestled a lot on Rampage. She was kind of like the, the face of Rampage. But there was a ceiling for her at AEW. It, it, I don't think they were ever going to move her up to challenge for the women's world title. Once somebody hits a ceiling, they got two options. You just float along or you move along. Christian yeah. Cage did the same thing in WWE. He hit the ceiling and he's like, I'm just going to go yeah. somewhere else. Went to TNA, won the NWA world title twice. You know, and, main main eventing pay-per-views. And now we see the same thing with Edge. He had kind of hit a, mm-hmm. a plateau yep. in this run with WWE. Now he's back. What I think a lot of us wanted anyway. Everybody wanted to see him and Christian back together. And yeah, even and, against each other, with each other. I want yeah, to see Edge and, finish his career with Christian. And before, uh, you know, I know we got to go, but before we close, he said that's why he left and went to WWE. He said he sat his family down, which he's married to Beth Phoenix, and they've got kids. He sat her and the kids down and was like, what should dad do? And he said his nine-year-old daughter said, you need to go and have fun with Uncle Jay. And so he's like, so that's what I did. Yep. He's like, we've been best friends for 40 years. Yes. He's like, if I'm going out, I'm going out with him. People don't get, Dwayne and I have been friends for 35, something like that. Mm, or 30, yeah. about 34, 30, you know. About since, 35, yeah. Yes. Since our junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Agent Christian, Adam Copeland and Jay, I can't remember his last name. I can't. I can't ever think of his last name, but yeah. But they've been friends even longer than that. Yep. <laughs> you know, so and they yeah. came. They they both wanted to be wrestlers. They pushed each other. They came in together. Yeah. So it I makes sense. Yeah, they started wrestling at the same time, and now somebody made a good point on Twitter. I'll say this, and then I know we got to go, but they are now on equal footing because in WWE, Edge was always the preferred one. For yes. management over Christian, even though I always preferred Christian, I thought Christian was the more well-rounded wrestler. Not that Edge was bad, but I always thought that Christian had all of it. Right, and he he was more solid. Yeah, you know, but with now his skills. Christian has reinvented himself again. Right now, he's the best heel in the business, and he, I mean. When has the TNT title main evented at AEW pay-per-view? Never until Wrestle Dream. Exactly. And it took Christian Cage to get it there. And Taz said on commentary that Christian Cage has elevated the TNT title more than anybody who's ever held it. And I 100% agree. And that is not a knock against uh, Sammy or Cody or Samoa Joe or anybody else. But Christian Cage has main evented a pay, a major pay per view with that belt. Him and Edge are on the him and Edge are on the same level. So this is 
this is as good as it gets. Yep. And I'm looking forward to seeing what him and Adam Copeland do in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and now we, I think we know what our topic is going to be for, I don't know if it'll be Monday or Thursday next week, but I'm pretty sure right. one of the shows next week. Yep. Um, but until we can actually speak again, my friend, I do have to say goodbye. Yep. God bless. God bless. <laughs>